Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show, you guys. I'm really excited for today's episode. It's going to be a short and sweet one, but really good and very timely. Just a little life update from me. Those of y'all who've been listening in real time, it's early June right now. And I moved from Dallas to a really small town in the whole country about two months ago now. And those of y'all who know me, I'm a 6'2". So I'm very much like an introvert. I like my alone time. I don't need as much extrovert social activities community as other people. But I got to a point in the past few weeks where I was really craving like in-person hangouts. And I did have a nice little lunch with a friend who lives close to Austin last week. So that was really nice. But I've been looking forward to making friends like in this town. And I got to go to my very first meetup last night. I found this gal on Instagram who lives here who does sound healing. So she had like the bowls, like the crystal bowls and did sound healings. And I was able to meet like five other people. So your total introvert, Allison, um, got to have some extrovert hangout time. And I'm probably good... The thing is, is that I get a lot of it. I get a lot of my human connection from work anyways. I have my mastermind that we meet every week. And then I'm in a mastermind where we meet every week. So I have two weekly meetups that I can always count on, which is really great. But I was craving that in-person connection. And I just think that that's something that that all of us need. And today's episode is actually really a perfect reminder for this. I have my friend and the You Do Woo resident therapist, Megan Colsing, here with me. Welcome back to the show, Megan. You you came on, I think, at the very beginning of this year in January. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, this is fun. I'm excited to be back. Yay. And so just for those of y'all who don't know, you might go back and listen to Megan's episode from January. I will link it below just so you can get a little bit of her background story and her story of as far as being a licensed therapist and then moving a little bit more into the one-on-one coaching world rather than one-on-one therapy. But Megan is actually a 4-6 profile. And this has been something we've been talking about within the mastermind for a while because she is freaking magical. She's truly a unicorn. She's the unicorn of DSGC. If for those of y'all who are in DSGC, you, you probably know her. She's the unicorn. And um, she's really, really magical working one-on-one, just taking everything that she has from her therapy background and then combining it with her coaching skills. It's She, she can create magic, but she hadn't always been utilizing that for. And I've been just slightly nudging you, Megan, to be like, okay, what do you think about some sort of group container? Um, and she's had her podcast 
going for a few months now. And so she's getting a lot of traction there and having a lot of um, loyal listeners and all of that kind of stuff, but hadn't really quite yet had anywhere for everybody to meet up. So she has now created a weekly free group container, free as of now. So if you're listening to this in real time, definitely take advantage because it might not always be free. Weekly meetup for her to really activate that four because she's a four six. But if you have that four in your profile, you are very, very much meant to be a leader of your tribe and to have a tribe that it's not necessarily that you're like the center of attention. And you'll, you'll realize that is so not Megan's vibe. Like she's not like the, she doesn't have this just desire to be famous in the the center of attention and everything, but she very much is meant to create a container and lead her tribe and create a place for people to connect and, and resource each other and all that kind of stuff. So your weekly event right now is called the Me Time Meetup. I know it's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. I'm going to put the link below if you guys need to need to um, join this or just pop in and see what it's like. Definitely do. But Megan, what made you realize that this group container needed to be created? Aside from me, <laughs> you know, nudging you that way over the past few months. Well, I would say. First of all, like as you just described yourself and kind of your more introverted nature and your 6'2", I am a true extrovert at heart. Being around people, yes, online, definitely, but in person, kind of like you said you were craving recently, like I definitely need that. So I will kind of find like business and life seem to really be a nice mirror of each other that if I'm craving connection and community in my everyday life and working really hard to make connections there that I get eager and excited to to do the same. And to be honest, I'd offered, you know, a couple courses or offerings that just weren't the right time or the right fit for people that were intended to be group opportunities. And so knowing that like if the specific content or the specific kind of lens of those different containers wasn't necessarily landing, I wanted to then be able to kind of have a more open space for people to bring then like what it was that they are looking for and needing. And speaking of DSGC, Direct Sales Growth Community, um, we had just had a discussion and somewhere someone had said something about like, what what do you wish you saw more of on the internet? What do you wish people were talking about more and and that sort of thing? And so a lot of us kind of took that back to our own individual communities and really posed that question. And I started getting a lot of engagement and responses of the kinds of things that the women in my network really wish people talked about more. And it's the real, it's the raw, it's the honest, it's not sugarcoated. And so just as they started giving me those ideas, having your lovingly, you know, nudging me to, to have a group in a community and then me craving it on my own just felt like this really kind of perfect storm of why not offer a more kind of open-ended space and not let, you know, money be a barrier and let people come and use it for what they need. Um, I will say too, I have been, I and still am a part of a couple of things that are like free routine groups and meetups for different things. And it's been nice for me. I can't always make it, but I go when I can, or when I really know that I'm craving it, I know that it's available. And when I don't need it, then I don't need to go. And so even that come and go kind of availability, knowing that I'm using it myself personally, I thought that would be a really good fit for people too. So 
Me Time Meetup was born. I love it. I know for me, the even if it's on Zoom like this, and usually that really, really actually does do it for me, but I just, the idea of meeting up in a safe place where you can talk about real stuff, it's not like the oh my God, how's the weather where you are? I mean, that's fine if you end up talking about things like that, but I just, the the small talk is very cringy to me. Some people aren't that way. I, I really like to go deep and and talk about things that are on a soul level, on a spiritual level, like just life stuff that's happening. And to me, the group aspect brings such a relief because when you're meeting with somebody one-on-one, I don't know what, what it is about it, but you always sort of are like, well, can I relate 100% to her? Like if you're getting coached by someone or whatever, you're just like, well, they only have one kid and I have two kids or they don't have this type of business or they don't, you know, they're not going through this or whatever. And it's almost like you don't have that total you always wonder if maybe there's something they're holding back or that total relatability. When you get into a group, it's always, you know, especially if it's if it's a container that's really Mm, what am I trying to say? Like everybody's very aligned and you're not getting that group think thing where it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Everybody thinks exactly the same. I think that can tend to be a little bit unhealthy too. So if you have a really good, well-balanced group, people from different parts of life going through different things, whatever, and you're sharing whatever you're going through. And then even just one other person is like, oh my God, yeah, I've been there. Or I'm literally in the middle of that right now. Like there's such a relief that comes from hearing that somebody else is also going through that or has just come out of it and like knows what you're going through. And I think that is like such a big deal. Human design did that for me. Like it just brought me relief to be like, okay, nothing's wrong with me. I don't have to be like everybody else. I do, you know, I learned so much from my profile and from my authority and from my type and whatever. And I feel like that's the number one benefit usually of somebody getting a human design reading is just, they feel like complete relief. And I think that's what a container like this can also, also bring. And one thing I was thinking about Two is like, okay, you and I grew up in the 80s and 90s. So I know we have a lot of different age people that listen to this show. But um, I mean, I think that if you're in your late 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or above, then growing up, we didn't have like the whole idea of social media has just entirely changed our lives and sort of our viewpoint on, on our lives. Like growing up, we only saw like celebrities glamorized. Do you know what I mean? And these days it's like everybody glamorizes their own life. <laughs> so it's like that whole idea of a highlight reel and seeing these things and comparison and whatever. Like I always, I always talk about my um, like time in high school. We didn't have Instagram, you know, and I was a complete nerd. I was in band. I was a nerd. I was not invited to all of the parties. And I thought I was awesome. I didn't know about any of the stuff that was going on that I wasn't invited to. And I was invited to some stuff, but like, I thought that I had an amazing life, you know, cause I didn't have this like comparison game going on. And now like in our marriages as parents, like 
as entrepreneurs, as just like living life, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have what this person has. I don't want to have this person has. This person looks like their marriage is just so freaking perfect. Like, why can't I have this? This person looks like they're just having such a slow, nice, peaceful time parenting. Like, why can't I have that? And it's almost like we need to tip the scales a little bit and and do the really, go really raw and vulnerable. I'm not saying like a place for everybody to just bitch and complain nonstop without any productivity, but like we've sort of got to be like, okay, this isn't actual reality and remind ourselves of that. Cause that's the relief that I've gotten in, gotten from my groups, even like following certain people on social media. Back when I followed people, it was like, I saw what they were posting, but then I could hear on Voxer or on Zoom, what was actually going on in their life. And it was like, okay, they're just, this is a marketing thing and they're running their business and they're doing this. But I like know that everything's not totally perfect behind the scenes. And that makes me feel better. It just makes me feel more normal. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that we all know that our brains are, are, well, I hope most people know, our brains are really wired to be on alert and aware of potential problems, right? So it has a, a pretty negative skew, our ego does. Like, is this wrong? Am I doing this right? Do I fit in here? Should I be doing something different? Oh, you know, and, and it's protective. It's well-intended, but it can really have a pretty negative bias overall in what we see and interpreting it in a sense of lack. So all those things you just said, comparison, feeling like we're missing out, um, seeing like the highlight reels and immediately going to um, negatively judge ourselves, you know, based on all of that. Like, so if we're not aware of that, we're, we're going to be in a pretty lack mindset. And so what literally got said, I mean, someone literally <laughs> said on the call, like, I live in an early 2000s house. It is not updated. It's not white. Like everything. I don't like someone then showed their, their countertop full of dirty dishes. Right. It was just like, this is actually what real life is. And it was something that I reiterated to them, which is exactly what you said. The whole point of this is like, we all have shit we're going through big, small, doesn't matter. We all have our stuff. Whether we're pretending we don't, we're in denial about it, we're minimizing it, we are thinking it's shameful or embarrassing to acknowledge it, we all have stuff. And the quicker that I think culturally we're building communities where it is safe to acknowledge, the one, the quicker we're going to be able to move through it. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stew on it and and shame myself and turn it into such this big awful, terrible thing in my life, because I'm going to have some of that normalcy and that validation. I'm going to have the support to move through something. So my brain isn't turning it into a disaster and the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm never going to get out of it. And it's always going to be this way and that kind of stuff. Right. And it's just facts. It is facts that every single person on this planet has something. I mean, it can be a mild insecurity that gets, you know, triggered every once in a while. Their life isn't ending. It's not totally disrupting their day. It's still their thing. It's still the thing that can trip them up. It's still the thing that can affect their mood. It's still the thing that they could accidentally start taking out on somebody else if they're not aware of it. So I just feel like 
whether people are at a place or have the safe space yet to acknowledge their stuff or not, it still is happening. It's reality. And I just never been one, like I'm almost probably too honest. I like you, I'm an an in-depth person. And for so long, that was something I felt really insecure about because I felt like that turned people off. Oh, she's so serious. Oh, she's, I got called stuck up a lot, right? Like, oh, she just always wants to talk about, you know, really meaningful things. Sure do, because we can talk about the weather but you're still unhappy over here, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. So it just felt like this is authentically me that I may be, again, Aaron sharing too much at times, but I don't know. I mean, if someone's going to ask me, how are you today? I'm going to tell you how I am today and not be like, oh, everything's fabulous. Uh, that's just never been me. And so I do feel like we there's starting to be a shift where people are more willing to acknowledge it um, as long as they have the safe spaces and people around them to do so. Um, and and why not? Because it's, it's happening whether you're dealing with it or not. That was something that I was thinking about too. I I was prepping for day three of the manifestation masterclass, which we're getting ready to have here in a little bit. And the main topic there is that I'm chatting over is money and going through and talking about like the connection between money and happiness. And I made a little list of like People that I know in real life, and let me get my notes really quick, because this is like really, really interesting. People who work a lot, don't make a lot of money and who are happy. People who work a lot, don't make a lot of money and are unhappy. People who work a lot, are very rich, are happy. Don't work a lot, are very rich, are unhappy. Work a lot, very rich, unhappy. Work a lot, very rich, happy. And I was able to find personal examples of all of them, except working a lot, very rich and happy. Like I was able to find it of all the other ones. And I was sitting there and thinking about like what happiness means. Cause that's like the one thing where you're like, okay, what does it mean to work a lot? Maybe it's like more than eight hours a day or more than six hours a day or something. What does it mean to be rich? And that's different for everybody. For somebody it's like, if your household is $500,000 or more a year, you know, like that there's different aspects to it, but happy is like something that's just really hard to define, I guess. And, and I was talking to my husband about that this morning, but when you think about it, I think that it means you're pretty content with like the overall arch of your life. Like, I think there's some beauty to discontent with like always wanting to grow or go for the next thing or like expand or whatever. I think that it means being deeply fulfilled. I think it means being productive, having a sense of peace, enjoying for the most part everyday life. But the main thing I think is like connection at the level that you want. I mean, like connection truly, like we are social creatures. So you can be more on the introverted, side of the spectrum, you still need connection. Like human beings are not meant to live in isolation. 
we're not. Obviously, other species of animals and things are. They're on their own and, and whatever. We are not. So yes, we have different degrees of what fills us and what drains us and that kind of stuff. And so getting to know yourself and, and what feels good and how much and where are my limits and, and all of that, great. So, but community as just that word or connection maybe is better. Connection is vital because it does give us, I mean, the the meaning and purpose is having some meaningful people in our world, right? I don't know that true happiness, you know, because there are so many experiences, even somewhat unpleasant ones that become meaningful and they matter when we reflect back on our life. Like, I think we can all think of something that we've been through that's been hard and who helped people helped us through it. It was people. Yes, we did whatever, you know, like, like I can think of, um, I had a, my, my first pregnancy was very high risk. He was a preemie and a NICU stay. And I had postpartum real bad after there is literally no way that my husband and I alone would have survived all that. None. So that's not necessarily like a pleasant time that I look back in my life. There was a lot of drama around it, especially as first-time parents. That's not the way I want to enter, right? And yet, when I think back to the incredible medical staff that let us know what was going so we didn't have a tragedy on our hands, that took such good care, that came up with this plan, that we were at the Ronald McDonald House, complete strangers that I don't know any, not one single name of anybody there that do I remember at this point, but the free food, the free place, the activities, the little gifts that they would give, come on, right? Shuttle back and forth from where I needed to be, the the social worker that set it all up, um, our families that came and went for months and paid for us to have a place to stay leading up to it. So I wasn't in like an emergency C-section situation in a hospital that couldn't take care of my little guy, right? Like you just zoom out to think of all the people that were involved, whether they're my, you know, closest people, or again, total strangers that are just showing what humanity is capable of. Like there is literally no way we would have gotten through that. Just the two of us. And that is what connection offers us when we're, when we're open to it and inviting it into our world. And I definitely do think that you have to seek out the correct people for you. You can make connection with anybody. And I think it's positive, but if it tends to be people that maybe that are going to like victim mindset, 100% of the time, which I understand we go like, that is one thing that is an addiction for me is going to victim mindset and martyr mindset and all that kind of stuff. So everybody has a little bit of that, but I think that you want to be really, really particular with the groups that you or just try out and be like, okay, how did that feel? What did that do inside of my body? Do I feel more expansive after hanging out with these people? Or do I feel like I had to sort of like bite my tongue or hide myself or I didn't feel totally comfortable being me or whatever? I think that's part of the reason that I waited two months here to like even start making friends. Cause I was like, okay, I don't want to just go out and make friends for the, just for the basis of making friends. Like I've made that mistake before where I was like, okay, I need community. Okay, let's just go have like wine nights all the time, which no shame if that's what something that you do. But for me, I was like, I really want to 
find people who for the most part don't drink and we can have like a real conversation without that social lubrication. Not that there's anything wrong with social lubrication every once in a while, but like I don't want to depend on that. And for for like two decades, that's how I made my friends. It was like wine nights and like having something in common to just complain about, but with no steps forward on like, how can we improve this or change this? What is the vibe of, of me time? Like you, of your, your group of women who are in there. Yeah. And I just want to quick throw this in as an aside is I've told people that when it comes to then myself as like a therapist or a coach, like your point of like the, the, the quality of the connection and then have it being someone that is a, an energetic and a lifestyle and a morals and values and all that kind of stuff, kind of a match on like a friendship. The number one factor that matters in a coaching or therapeutic relationship on if you are going to kind of get to the goals that you are aspiring for and like what is going to result in, in therapy or coaching being effective is rapport. I don't remember the statistics now from grad school, but like the biggest factor, the biggest percentage of a predictor is that relationship that you have with the person that you're working with, separate from the techniques, separate from the theories and all the other things is if I have a connection and I trust and like and energetically am a match with this person, I'm that much more likely to see. So from a provider or who you're working with, but then exactly like you said, that translates into my people. If I want to feel fulfilled and whole and like I have good people that are are meaningful in my life, same sort of thing. I don't want to just choose anybody. Now, we can have different degrees of friendships and connections. I can have kind of the social people that it does say kind of superficial, but it meets that, gets me out of the house. We go do things, you know, we kind of explore my town, but I know that's not bringing me the depth or the quality, right? Like we can, sometimes I just have to go work at a coffee shop because I literally need to get out of the house and be around people. That's not the same thing, but people can, you guys listening can kind of audit your life. You might have people that fulfill different kinds of needs. Not everyone is meant to be the all-in, super in-depth, but you can still have different kinds of connections and, and get certain parts of that met in different ways and like different degrees. In Me Time Meetup, though, I've been just so in awe is we have people from all different age ranges. We had people all across the United States and Canada. So we had really wonderful perspectives of you know, parents have grown adults now and people, parents in the thick of it with little toddlers. Um, We had people really being very brave and vulnerable to share that, like, I'm really struggling as a mom. I don't, I don't love it like at all. And that's hard to say. And if I don't have a safe space, imagine, you know, the kickback we can get if we say that to the wrong person compared to having people that like will hold and nurture and support you to be like, you know, me too, or we've got you. It's okay to say that out loud. We'll support you, you know, like rather than judge. Um, there was one woman who's not a mother and everybody else was. And I, w- I you know, was kind of like, oh, I hope this is still, she, she came out and was like, you guys are superheroes. You are doing the hardest and most incredible thing out there. And like, was still so engaged and involved and like supportive even though she doesn't have her own children, you know? So it was just like, even the differences or the things that you could, I could have been quick to like worry about would have been kind of divisive or been barriers. The group just found such amazing ways to still validate and support and normalize whatever was being talked about. Um, 
it was, it was so, I literally told them, I'm like, I feel like buzzy and electric, like that getting in the right space. Um, and even I have that here, a woman put herself out here locally to kind of do the same thing. If you're looking for deep, meaningful connections and friendships, I'm going to host this space and pray people come and, and the group that has come together here in meant then in my real everyday life, same thing. I just get this like buzzy electric kind of feeling. And, and again, everyone's cues might be different, but that's just some really good signs of like, we are that, that connected energetic match that even when we have things that, you know, even different points of view, different lifestyles, different, anything we can still hold and support one another on a variety of stuff. And it was fantastic. It's been fantastic. I love it. I'm so excited. I chatted with you on Voxer just a little bit after your last meet me time meetup. And I was like, I knew it. I knew that this was going to be the secret sauce for you and just growing this tribe and, and everything, because that truly is like, you are a leader of a tribe and it doesn't mean we've been, we were talking about this on Voxer too, because we were talking about that six quality in the like regal air. And Megan was like, I just don't like resonate with that. I don't want to be Beyonce. I don't want to be a queen. I don't want to be like this regal person. And I'm like, yeah, no, you are very much like the four six has a big tension between that being the role model leader and being like loving on their tribe. And I think you more, you've just needed your four activated and you're doing that. And it's awesome. Yeah. Like I definitely, you know, I know that I have like gifts or perspective or things to share that I can offer and help lead people, but I don't want to be up on a pedestal. No, thank you. That's actually part of why I got out of therapy. Right. Was I felt like it was this, like, I'm supposed to know more and kind of teach down to you. And it wasn't as reciprocal and that just wasn't sitting well with me. And so this has just been able to like, I can share my stuff in the middle of it and I can offer some perspective and some, what someone else is saying. And yeah. So if any lessons out there, Allison has nudged me to start a podcast. Allison has nudged me to start a community. So if you are in Allison's world, it's very wise to just listen. <laughs> I, they're soft, kind nudges. You never have to do exactly what I say. And it's cool too, because in the ways that I was nudging you, I think you ended up doing it in your own way that is proving to be even more expansive. So um, you sort of have to run everything, everything through your authority, but you guys, I'm going to put the link in the show notes to be able to join the me time meetup. It's entirely free as of now. Um, probably if you're listening to this in the next few months, it's free. So just click the link in the show notes and feel free, you know, are people allowed to come and just be a fly on the wall if they want to, if they just want to like turn their camera off and not say anything for the first time and just see the vibe. Absolutely. I even told people, they were like, crap, I missed it. You know, when we kicked it off and I was like, that's all right. You can come one week and not the other. You might be gone for three weeks because of something. So it really is come and go as you please. And you can use it intentionally. I, if you don't need community or support or you've got enough, if you need to hermit a little bit, like then you don't need to come. Right. So it's, it's very easy and flexible. And yes, anybody is is welcome and welcome to come and participate as much or as little as they want. Awesome. Well, this is coming out on Monday, the 12th. The next me time meetup is Wednesday, the 14th. So join Megan, or if you can't make that go, go the next week, um, just put it in your calendar. I'll put the link below Megan. I'm so excited for this. I will be at one of them at some point. I know Wednesdays are sort of my, my off days after the mastermind call, but I'll, I'll jump in there 
at some point and say hi to y'all. I'm excited that you created this. Thank you for coming back on. And you guys go give um, Megan a follow on Instagram. I'm, those are the only two links I'm going to put in this, the her Instagram and then the me time meetup and DM her with any questions. Thanks so much, Allison. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.